welcome to tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I'm your host, number one, Mr. Quint. Here shortly will be joined by our panel. Tonight's show is about, uh, well, entitled From a Parent's Point of View. Some time ago, there was an episode about who's really in control. There has been a series of events that has taken place that hardly receive any airtime, although it's very newsworthy. All we've been hearing about is COVID and the lives that come with it. There has been numerous black people that has been murdered. There hasn't been getting any recognition, as though the loss of their lives isn't newsworthy. Tonight, we're speaking as parents. So tuck the children in. It's about to get real. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So I know you've heard about um, Ahmad and the kid in Sanford, Florida, and how their local um, authorities were hesitant. And even uh, some didn't even press charge, uh, file charges on the murdering of people. As a parent, how do you feel? What's your thoughts about this? Said it again. You said I, you linked out on part of the question somewhat. About the kid that got murdered in Florida. And Ahmad, the guy that got murdered in Brunswick. As a parent, what's your, your thoughts about this? Um, was as a, uh, from, okay, as a, as a parent, I'm outraged, right? Um, simply because these are children. And you know, um, as a parent, whether you have children or not, you know, you're an adult. You you know better. Um, and 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 for me, it goes back to that saying: pick on somebody your own size. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that as a parent, um, you know, I'm just just outraged. But as a parent of a of black boys. Um, I think my level of outrage goes to uh, an infinite level. I can't even describe how um, angry and hurt and heartbroken that I am that this continues to happen. Um Simply because it can. Simply because the 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 law and people in the law have figured out ways to operate and, in a sense, make it legal and okay for our children to be murdered continuously. Simply 
um, if if you go from the stand your ground law to to saying something as simple as did you fear for your life? I fear for my life every time I walk by a white man. Why? Because cause what do they do as as slave owners? They raped us, black women. Mm-hmm. So. But does that give me the right to pull out to pull out my weapon and shoot him because I'm afraid for my life? Or I could say, I mean, I'm not literally afraid, but I'm just, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? I um, do. I do. So does does that give me? Is it is it okay for me to just pull out my weapon and say, and and you know, take his life because I was fearful for a split second? No, it doesn't. But people have, and, and lawmakers in in the judicial system have made it okay and have um, made this area of the law so gray that. It continues to happen more and more frequently. So the the kid in Sanford, his name was Adrian Green, and I didn't mean any disrespect by just calling him the kid. So we're going to put a name on him, which is Adrian Green. This kid. It wasn't even a matter of someone um, being threatened. This 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 young young man was allegedly burglarizing someone's car. Um, when we have we started putting our property over? Someone's like, I guess, I guess that's the question. And the part that gets me here in this, in this whole thing, um, the gentleman in Brunswick, Ahmad, Aubrey, I'm afraid that was his last name, you know, he was minding his own business. And the guys harassed him. So if you harass me, you obviously aren't in fear of your life. If you harass me. So if you're walking down the street with your with your kids and someone comes and says something to you, you can't say you was in fear for your life. Because if you was in fear for your life, you wouldn't have said anything to me. You would have went the other way. So I feel like to say technically you can't say you're in fear for your life, but legally they're they're allowing it. Yeah. I mean cowards the system allows the cowards to hide behind them. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, it does. Complete sense. Because if you if you were um I don't want to say courageous or brave, but if you were normal, you wouldn't react and then go run and hide. Now you play the victim. So that's the reason why I say the system has been arranged and set up for to protect cowards. I can understand that. But as a parent, as a parent, it, it really, it really do bothers me. It bothers me because it doesn't seem like there's any end nearby. It bothers me because mm-hmm. you want me to teach my son to uh, tuck his tail to make you feel comfortable. And I don't know how to do that. Me personally. So how can I teach my son to do so? Well, you don't even know what the problem is. You don't even know why you don't like me. So I could easily say, well, son, you know, the problem is all these kids with uh, high top fades. So, you know, we're going to cut your hair off and you won't have a high top fade. But that's not the case. You don't even know why you don't like me. I I definitely can understand where you're coming from. It it really it really bothers me that this is this is where we're at. Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, it's I think for some reason I I, I don't know why I want to say we we have to change our expectations. Um, because maybe we're expecting too much from people um, who are ignorant and incapable of. Um, and incapable of doing, you know, the the right thing. You know, even if even if you take race out of it, you know, uh, and just in general, uh, for me, people in general who, especially adults, who think it's okay to have these types of encounters with children. Um, it, it it that like that takes me to just a, a a place where I'm just furious beyond belief because again these are children we're not talking about you know men you know facing up with men we're talking about men who are in in their thirties and forties and 
you know, 50s and 60s and so forth, facing up against 15 and 16, 17 and 20-year-old children. I know, you know, um, Ahmad may have been 20-something, but he's still a child. Especially to, uh, you know, to, to men who are in their 40s, 50s, 60 years old. You know, I, I can dig that. I I think that, and I'm going to say this, and I know I'm going to upset some people, but um, for people who know me, they'll tell you that I don't care. For people who will prey on children, predators, that tells me that it's no different if it's, a, if it's an act of violence or if it's pornography. You mm-hmm. are weak. You are simple-minded. You can't, you, you feel inferior to an adult. You feel inferior to someone of your uh, your age group. Because uh, I see how people draw down and, and you know, talk trash and, and pick with children, just like you were saying. But when I walk through the store, you part like the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show you know who to play with. Yeah, you know, it's, again, I'd take it back to the to the in simplistic terms. Pick on somebody your own size, and they don't. They don't do that, you know. And maybe, maybe that's the problem. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we've we we've set back and 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 taken the high road for so long. That we've taken the fun out of it for for them to pick on men. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, right. maybe, maybe because we, you know, I'm not saying we are men, but you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like maybe because you are a man and you have something to lose, you're not going to entertain somebody's bullshit. So. You know, they they go to the ones. It's it's that bullying tactic. You know, they go to the ones who, um, where they can prey on their fear, and um, so maybe maybe it's time for us to get back in your face and say, look, you know, he may not have been my son, but nevertheless, you leave our children alone. Absolutely. You know, you want to find you come knock on my door. You don't. You don't come looking for my child. Um, and and you know, like for me, instinctively, like that's you already know. That's how I am about about ours. You know, and even you know when when that situation, you know, going up to the school, you know, with our when I had to go with our teenager is. It's hold up, you know, you don't have to defend your teacher. And it was like, yes, I do. Well, wait a minute now. You know, if if you think it, you have to defend your teacher. Do you know what I'm going to do for mine? This boy came from me. You don't, you know, you don't get to, 
you know, you don't you don't get to do that. Think it's okay for you to stand in for your for your teacher and and expect me to do what? Back up? You know, and it's it's just one of those things where maybe we've backed up long enough. Maybe we've you know, we've been quiet long enough. Maybe maybe there's not enough marches. Maybe there's not enough rights. And I'm just saying, you know, maybe I'm gonna be the devil's advocate advocate tonight and just say, Maybe we're not doing it enough. Maybe we're not in their face enough to let them know, you know, fear me if you come from mine. But and but see that's the thing. You're gonna. You already fear me. That's already right, and you don't realize that it's situational. I'm cool until you provoke me. Um, everybody's acquaintance until you provoke me, and then I guarantee you, I am everybody's enemy. And I'm perfectly fine with it. But the whole fact of the matter is... You know, like, I understand what you're saying, you know, um, but again, it's, you know, I'm not cool. You know, like, when it comes to our kids, I'm not perfectly cool. No, no, no. no. Don't... No, I didn't didn't say when it comes to our kids. I said, I'm talking about on the radio. But the moment I have to stand in the paint, I'm standing in, and I'm be the only one in the paint. But again, that's one provoking. Yeah, I mean, and maybe it's time we are provoked. You know, just thinking about it, not not like personally, but as. As people, you know, and and maybe I'm going a little bit in a different direction, but but you know, like I said, maybe there, there's not enough marches, there's not enough right, maybe you know, there's there's not enough of us standing together to let them know that when you come for one, you're coming for all. When you knock at my na- when you knock at my neighbor's door, starting shit, my door gonna open too. You see what I'm saying? Maybe it's mm-hmm. not enough of that because because what in black men aren't hunting white boys. Period. There's not a black man or black cops aren't hunting white boys. Black men aren't hunting white boys. They're hunting ours. Literally hunting. I believe that these people that that these people who are doing this, they wake up in the morning looking for a fight. Looking for trouble, looking to start it up. Like it this is not it's not they left their house and suddenly you know, like ran into some trouble or what have you and, and called the police and got them involved. They are leaving their house with intent to kill our boys. If that ever happened to me, they already have it. It's like they set 
and they talk and they read the news or what have you, and and it's like they've already prepared for it, like they already know what they will do if an encounter or if it looks like, you know, if it looks like I'm about to be mugged, then I'm going to go ahead and do this because, you know, I can say I was in fear for my life or, you know, I can use to stay in your ground. I have my way out. That's just from my perspective because this is happening. This isn't, it's not random. It's not, you know, oh, my goodness, this, you know, this just happened and it's never happened before or it hadn't happened in years. It's daily. We don't hear about it. Like, obviously, right now we're not hearing about it as often um, because not all of these incidents get national attention um, or any attention at all. But, this shit happening daily. They strapping up, leaving their houses with the intent, excuse me, but to, to, to kill a nigga. That's I believe that that's that's what's on most most minds. That's just that's my two cents. Well, you know, I don't know if it's something they're watching. What what rage and what hate has been filled their heart and their head. But I agree. I don't think that it's, you know, an anomaly. I don't think that it's, you know, a seasonal thing or, you know, once in a a lifetime or what have you. It's frequent. I believe that, you know, white folks have, have killed more black folks than the damn COVID. Since y'all want to, you know, take up all of them air time for this, let's just keep it real. Yeah. That's you don't you don't want to talk about that issue. You don't want to talk about the fact that you know uh, everything. I'm gonna pause right there. You know, we always say, you know. People think, other people think the way they do. As one think it, so is he, something like that. Yeah. So if you're thinking that I'm a predator, maybe it's because you are. You know what I mean? You think I think, you think that I'm this way because that's the way you think. Me personally, I don't, me pulling my weapon to harm you, is a last resort because I'm not afraid of you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see you as a threat. I walk, I do the work, I grab my blanket, or what have you, and I stand right there and you may walk by numerous times and I'm not bothered. So, if the tables were turned, if I gun you down, I'm going to stand, stand my ground, stand your ground. How fast do you think the the local authorities would be at me? Oh, yeah. You, you've been locked up on site. On site. They will, they, they will detain me. No questions. And why, they they ask, will, you know. why they ask everybody else what happened. 
Yeah, no questions, no phone calls. Oh, you know, and that's just going to be what that is. So if we, I mean, if, if we did take a radical approach, right, and I'm not calling everybody to arms, I'm not doing it at all. All I'm saying, if we did take a radical approach, do you think that that will change the direction of things? Radical approach as, as far as doing what? As far as, you know, training, training, an eye for an eye, or treating you the way that you treat me. Because remember now, I don't have anything to hide behind. You know, I'm I'm not a coward. If I did it, I'm hey. I'm with you. Um, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I mean, it's I could, you know. I'm almost crazy enough to say that um, if, if you know, I would, I'm one of those parents where if if you harm my child, look over your shoulder. You will live your life looking over your shoulder until I come get you. But I'm coming. Um, like I, I probably would have, you know, <laughs> I was crazy enough to, you know, knock they 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 get my son down. I know who they are. I'm knocking on your door. I will come to your house. I will. You will see me. We will have our day. We will have it. Now, what I will do, I don't know. You know, who knows. Um, my, but my my point is is that we can't keep allowing this to happen, and we can't keep sitting back waiting for the system to do something for us and to do something about it because it wasn't built for us. The system wasn't built for us. It wasn't built by us. It wasn't built for us. So why do we think that or why do we expect them to care? Why do we expect them to right this wrong? Oh, oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I understand understand that's the law of the land. And that's the way they say it's supposed to happen. But the fact of the matter is that it doesn't. What has it been, 17, almost 20 years? Or, I mean, I'm sorry, seven years since Trayvon Martin? Has it been seven years? And George Zimmerman? He gets to live his daily life? I mean... You know, so for me as as a parent, it, I mean, I'm beyond words, um, beyond belief, not fearful, you know, um, obviously 
figuring out, you know, how to have conversations and and praying to to God that our boys um, don't have to personally endure anything like this ever. Um, But, you know, as a parent, I'm not afraid. Um, I'm enraged. You know, I'm I'm mad. I'm angry. Um, but it, I'm getting smarter because it's making me it's making me realize, um, and and making me more cognizant and aware of the situations that my boys are in, and you know, like when. When our children, you know, sign up to play a sport or what have you, when, when, whenever this COVID nineteen goes, you know, kind of dies in a little bit. But when we get into sports and stuff, it's it's making me more aware and more, you know, um, making me pay attention and listen to how people talk to our boys and, and or, or how people you know, look at our boys or, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's opening my eyes a whole lot as a parent. No, that's good. But I just um, hate that it's this. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have a television show that we can sit around and talk about the lesson or what took place on this particular episode. Versus me having to talk to my son about what happened in the news. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to teach my son how to deal with uh, ignorant people and cowards, and explain to them that there there are cowards. You know what I mean? Like I can't just say, son. You know, see a man, look him in the eye, shake his hand. You know, because the person that you're looking in the eye of your hands may see that as a threat. Mm-hmm. Especially if you were born genetically in mind. And they wasn't. So that's another reason to, to, to hate when, you know, my hands are bigger than yours or, you know, Whatever the case may be, whatever that will make you want to hate me. And 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 right, and I, and I think that you know too. It's it's one of these. It's a necessary evil. You know, you have to teach your you have to teach your children, um, the reality. Of the world we live in, um, you know, you don't want to shield them from from everything. You want them to be able to go through certain situations and endure. Um, so it's it's kind of one of those things where you know, no, you're not you're not different, but you are different. You are. Um, you you are equal, but you're not equal. You know, um, you know what I'm saying. It's I do. You, you know, it's 
you you're not better, but you are better. Um, you have to be better. You know, you you have to work harder. Um, you know, so it's 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 a necessary evil. We have to be able to teach them that for as much as we are alike, we're different. And for as you know, as hard as it is for me to teach you that you are different, um, I don't want to single you out and make you feel like you're less than just because. I don't know if that makes sense. So it's not that you're different. They perceive you differently. I think that's that's more accurate. But the perception is reality. Um, now, how yeah. different do they perceive you? What difference are they seeing? Me personally, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I understand what you're saying. You don't want to have to teach those lessons. Uh, but me, I'm going to have to teach those lessons because I can't teach you anything else. I can't teach you to cower. I can't teach you to tuck and hide. I can't teach you um, I'm not going to say because being meek and humble it does, is, is not uh, applicable in this situation. You know, I believe that coward coward is the better word. So, I, I, again, I can't teach him to coward because I don't know how to coward. Regardless of who I'm talking to, I'm going to stand as a man. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's your issue if you can't deal with it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I agree. You know, um, what what I was trying to say is is that you know you, you we're the only ones who have to have these kind of conversations with our children. Well, let me change that. We're not the only ones. Um, white people don't have to have these kinds of conversations with their children. Why? Because most of them are the ones who. Uh, feel the sense of entitlement and and and, and privilege. Um, most of of them are, or some of them. Are, I, I don't know the statistics on um, on that, but some of them are the ones who actually are the ones making the difference between. You know their race and some others, and and I don't know how it is in other countries, but in this country that that has, you know, multiple nationalities, multiple backgrounds, multiple colors of people, um, it everybody doesn't look like you. So it's we can't teach you how to be a young boy. We have to teach you how to be a young black boy. 
Because even though the parameters for the world are here, we have to pull your parameters in a bit because the world wasn't made for you to operate at those parameters, at that capacity. Right? So we have to kind of teach you that, okay, while, um, okay, while, okay, the, the, the dress code, you may be able to wear, you know, sweatpants or a sweatsuit to school, you know, a hoodie and, and sweat and jogging pants and sneakers. You may be able to wear that. That may be the dress code for the school. But for you, I can't allow you to wear that because when they see you in sweatpants and a hoodie, you are a threat. Mm. Does that make sense? So while the parameters may be sweatsuits are acceptable for you, they're not. Because when you're in them, you're perceived as something different. You become a threat, not a student or you know, not a friend or not a peer. You are a threat. And don't put your hood on in school. When you walk through the door, your hats come off, hoods come off, shades come off. Um, the same thing when they're when our boys are in a group and they go into a convenience store. You don't walk into the venue store with the hood on your head and your backpack on. If you have to, you leave your backpack outside. You walk into the store, you have your money, you go and you get your item, you pay for it, and you exit. You see what I'm saying? So while the parameters may be set and it may be okay for, you know, and acceptable for them to do X, Y, Z, we have to rein ours in a little bit. So it's it's that it's that fine line of yeah you are a boy, but it's different for you. I have to teach you how to be a black boy because being being a white boy or an Asian boy, or you know um, a Hispanic boy is not the same as being a black boy. Or you know they all have to operate within certain parameters. I don't want to say limitations, but certain parameters. To keep themselves I guess less of a threat Or to keep themselves Out of Situations But No one Goes To the forest And round up all the Bears to keep them away from the hunters. You know what I mean? So why is it that I got to essentially keep my son in the house to keep him from being hunted? So I, you have, if you hunt an animal outside of its proper hunting season, a fine is imposed on you, maybe jail time, yeah. maybe have you weapon. Take it away. So why is there stiffer penalties for hunting outside of season, off season, 
then there is when you hunt down a black kid or a black person, period. That's the question of the night. Question now, let's night. say, let's say I go on the offense and I'm at, you know, everybody who's who's me off or part of this this oppressive system. I, I actually wonder how many. Um, will make the comparison and say, well, hey, hold up. He he did nothing different than what you guys been doing. You know what I mean? Huh? Uh-uh, no. Explain that a little. So, if, if I if I snap and go on a hunt, Hunt them like they've been hunting me. Would I get the same okay. attention that they get? That they get? No, they I'm probably saying. do do their best to. They probably do their best to give you your right to your speedy trial, and um, and then publicize your execution. You know that. Not the same. Well, speedy trial. Man, I might not even make it. Yeah, oh, they'll speed yours up. They're not going to draw that shit out. Uh, you going no, to try I might not even get my to jail. Well, I'm, I'm saying, if, if you understand what I'm saying, I'm not saying you're going to get caught, but if you did. No, I'm saying, if I go to get caught, they may, they may kill me, is what I'm saying. Yeah, if you don't get caught, I don't believe. We do I to just them. Don't believe, I don't believe that. Okay. Um, the ideas that that we're sharing, the ideas that we were brainwashed with, are those ideas that everybody shares. They don't share the same sentiment. They don't share anything the same, but we're the only one that's playing by the rules. I think it's time for us to start we're playing, playing by the rules. By the rules because, right. We're playing by the rules because we absolutely have to because the consequences for us are far greater than the consequences of those who are not us. Um, mm-hmm. And I say us, I mean anyone who has experienced injustice um, or understand injustice and have seen or witnessed injustice, okay? So, no, you know, we have to play by the rules. Um, if the speed limit is posted 35 to 45, then then it's best for us to tread on that 35 side Um, simply because if we get pulled over then 
our rights are gone, essentially, or they so they so they want you to think that, um, and and then you know if you get pulled over, you you are already guilty until proven innocent, not innocent until proven guilty. So the law, in some instances. Um, seems a little bit reversed for us because we have to fight to prove innocence while everybody else is 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 being is fighting to you know we have to fight to prove our innocence while everybody else basically you the know gotta fight to prove their guilt. you gotta prove their guilt. So it's it's not the same. It's 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 not the same. And they you know, the system they want you to think that um the justice system isn't in place for us. It's in place to control us. It's in place to, to mm-hmm. let us to to um it's in place to to have us living and walking in fear. Absolute fear. Um, it's it's in place to want to say well would say rein us in, but you know it's 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 not in place Oppressive. to protect us. Yeah, yeah. Is there to oppress us, not to protect us? Right. Hmm. Man, you know it's it's very it's very sad. I mean, my my prayers, you know, will continue to go out to those families, and and I ask that everybody, you know, pray pray for my family to keep us from ever have to deal with it. Because, like I always say, I know I'm handling wrong. <laughs> I'm handling it right in my mind the way it's supposed to be at that moment, but it may not be the way God wants me to handle it. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one. I already know I'm handling my wrong too. I mean, when it comes to my kids, and I, I mean, no doubt about it. You know, I I'm one of those people. Like, I don't make friends. Um. I, 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 our children go to daycare, um, and I may have, you know, the conversations with those teachers or with the, the people who, who run that daycare are about, about our children. Um, but if we're in the grocery store, you, you, I speak, but you won't see me stop and hold a conversation. Why? Because I don't want them to think for a minute that we are friends. Because the minute that you think I'm your friend, that is the same minute you think you can fuck over my child, and I'm not coming for you. So I don't want you to get my relationship with you misconstrued at all. I want I want to be very clear. You are this facility. Um is my child's caretaker. The people who are in here, I bring my children here. I trust that you're going to do your job. 
I don't want you to think I'm nice. I don't care what your thoughts are about me, as a matter of fact. But my point is, is I'm not playing when it comes to my children. I already know how I will more than likely react in certain situations. And because I know that, it is best for me to be cool and you take care of my kids, everything all good, we we pick them up, we go home. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think it's I think it's important that as as parents we begin to understand why God gave us these children. Um because until they become adults, we have to safeguard them in every sense of the matter, whether it be, you know, safeguard them from social media, you know, from bullies, you know, from being hunted, um, safeguard them from, you know, bad weather, whatever the case. We were appointed to be the parents of these children for reason, and I think it's time that we evaluate that and understand exactly what our job is. Because if we don't take the job of being parents seriously, then then how will God ever entrust us with anything else? Oh, I can do that. Right. I mean. If, if think about it, if we're reckless with our kids, like we will be. Reckless first of all, I don't know if there's any other greater gift that God can give you other than the children. Um, honestly, because I think that you know that's what we were we were put here to do is is procreate. So I don't think that there's any greater gift than a child. But if you are fortunate enough to to be able to have that gift. Then, and you know, be appointed to that job because essentially you are appointed. You know, you, you may plan a pregnancy, but you don't you don't decide whether that pregnancy happens and come to pass or not. Like God, God is in control of all that. So oh. it's, it's one of those let's 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 take our jobs as parents more serious and and let's let people know that you know. It's not to be tampered with. It's not to be played with. It's not to be messed with. Say and do. You know, you can say anything you want about me. Doesn't matter. But you don't get to do that. You don't get to say that about my children. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, we have to take it seriously. Go ahead. I agree. Um, the children are a beautiful part of our lives and we, and we must. And I think that the issue is based on our our rate of maturity. Everyone will see our children as children. If that makes sense. It does, but see that's the problem. They don't see our they don't see our children as children. They see them as animals. 
as thieves, as dope dealers, as hustlers. They see us as losers. They see us as, you know, everything the media has has pointed us as has portrayed us to be. Um That's what they see when they see us. That's what they see when they see our boys. And it and it's it's all because that's all they've been able to witness. Or mostly what they've been able to witness on on T V and what they know, you know. Um Skin color doesn't make you a bad person. No, it doesn't. A messed up mind makes you a bad person. Yeah. So, you know, for, for me, like... I see our, our, our team is, is obviously... You know, like even his peers, you know, his friends, we yeah, have all kinds of friends. Don't, you know, let me throw this disclaimer out there for um, our listeners. We're not racist. Um, point blank, period. We, 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 we understand the disparities of race, if that's the correct word that I'm using, husband, you can help me out. But we, we just, Understand all too well the racial disparities. Um, but anyhow, like our son's friends, they're kids to us. Right. And even when we're we're sixty and they're, you know, in their twenties and thirties or what have you, they are still children to us. Why? Because we're the adults. We have lived long enough to know better in certain situations. Now, I can understand if, I can understand that, I can understand a threat. If someone is a threat to you and has threatened your family, then that's a whole different ballgame. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is the are the children are the are the are the young boys who are still growing and maturing, um, and not looking to harm or hurt people, but in turn get shot or get killed simply because of the color of their skin. I think that uh, I think there has to be an underlying definition, a standard that we almost uh, address. If we're going to call so, say something is a threat or someone is a threat, we all must know. So we all playing by the same set of rules. What qualifies them as a threat, or what quantifies them as a threat? I agree. So that way, we're all on the same page. And you say, yep, he's straight. 
the white guy has the white guy has the same position, so he's threatening as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if somebody kicks your door in, that's a threat. If someone approaches you with with some type of of weapon of some sort, that is a threat. Um, but even even I don't know, even down in Florida, a couple years ago, where the the white guy um, shot the black boys in the car because their music was loud. You remember what I'm talking about? So do. that's a threat? The music was threatening you? The music was threatening you. You were threatened the because their music was turned up? Right. That's not a threat? Um, that's, that's, that is a, a but you opportunity saw three, for conversation. You saw two or three of them together. You know, it was, it was multiple. So, so it's a threat because there's a group of them. But even still, whether it's one or whether it's forty, you know, if you're not a coward, you'll go over and say, "Hey, would you guys mind turning it down a little bit? It's a little, it's a little loud." That simple. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take this time to the pastor to the line, Pastor Davis. Oh, sorry. Good evening, sir. Good evening. This Good evening, is Dominic. Quick, how are you? Miss Quick, you said, how are you? Oh, I'm well, thank you, sorry. <laughs> no problem. Pastor, this is an opportunity sorry, for you to, to no longer, to, to, um, for a second, hang up your pastoral robe and talk to me as as Daddy Robinson. I'm listening. Okay, so with all this that's going on, you know, um, we have we've been hearing about uh, Ahmad A. Aubrey. Uh, Adrian Green, I forgot the young lady's name. Um, all these people who have been murdered, essentially. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, you have to tell, talk to your children. You know, like what is it that 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 Daddy Robinson gonna say? You mean in regards to taking care of themselves or in regards to um, what's happening? In regards to what's happening and how to take care of themselves. First thing, daddy got to get away and deal with it privately first because for me, I don't want my children to to, to sense the fear or – the, the rage or anger or whatever it is that I'm dealing with. I don't want them, in other words, when I talk to them, I don't want them to hear um, the emotion. I want to make it the truth. And so I got to get away and, and, and deal with it privately first. And then I got to come and I got to tell them um, 
the truth about what's happened. You know, I want to hear what they got to say because, you know, cell phones are nothing but, you know, computers that here's that it's not just a make calls anymore. So in other words, they've been exposed to it. So I want to hear what they have heard and how they feel. But then I want to give them the truth about it. I want to let them know that we, you know, we don't live in a fair society. We don't live in a, you know, things are not equal the way that, um, you know, it's supposed to be or the way that they learn in school. It's just not equal. Um, you know, but then I have to teach them. It's a teaching moment, man. I have to teach them how to take care of themselves. I have to teach them, you know, prayerfully what to do if they're approached. But but I also have to teach them where to and where not to go and what not to and what not to say and things like that. I'm, I'm going to do my best to try to prepare them, and I'm going to promise them that I'm going to do everything I can to protect them, you know. But, again, I'm going to try not to let my anger and my rage show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that. I'm, I'm going to really, really try that. So, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a nice way, that's what I would do. I would I'd do my best to prepare my kids, protect my kids, inform my kids, to teach my kids, and uh, reassure my kids that, listen, I'm here. And this is some things that we can do to, you know, prayerfully, prayerfully avoid some of the situations. But if it comes to this, this is, you know, how I want you to handle it uh, or whatever. So it's unfortunate, you know, we've uh, talked about it a million times. Uh, you know, at different times, I'm sure um, it's unfortunate that things are the way that they are. It's unfortunate that we have to have, you know, all these conversations. But we got to stop talking about, you know, how unfortunate it is and how unfair it is that we have to have these conversations and go ahead and have them. Um, you know, it happens all too often. It's just it's ongoing. It's almost, you know, sad to say. A part of life. I mean, you could just about say something every year. You know, this this same thing is going to happen. It's going to be an unarmed person that that loses their life over nonsense, just out of you know uh, racism and prejudice and all of that. So, um, you know, and to give you an example, my oldest son, <clears throat> um, we sat down and we talked about you know the Aubrey case and. You know, and and this was his words, and I'm kind of paraphrasing. He said, here I am, you know, trying to carry myself as a Christian. You taught me this, and you taught me that, and, you know, I got to turn the other cheek. He said, you know, you know, when am I going to get a chance to just, in essence, just bust the cap in somebody? He said, you know, and I told him, you can't kill everybody. You, you can't, you can't, you can't fight everybody. Yeah, but I can get one or two. Okay, you can, but. Yeah, there you go. So now you've lowered yourself down to their level, you know. Uh, you know, well, it's the thing about it. He loves to run and things like that. Well, I don't want to run in my neighborhood because now I'm scared, and I don't want to run in the park because you don't ever know what people are going to. And I hear him. I I, <clears throat> I do hear him. It could happen anywhere. But part of what he was uh, dealing with was just, you know, his own anger he was just mad, you know, and I understand that. And so we sat and we talked and we just, we just talked, no yelling, no screaming, no, you know, because I, I understand how he feels. I really do. I understand. But at the same time, I can't 
tell him that he's right. I tell him he's got a right to be angry. But do you tell your kids you got a right to, you know, kill because they're killing? I mean, is that is that good fatherly, uh, uh, good parental advice? So I didn't tell him that. I told him, no, you, you can't. You got a right to protect yourself, but you don't have a right to go out and break the law because they broke the law. That's that's not that's not the way it should be, you know. So I don't know, man. I guess every case is different, but I cannot give my son the right to kill because you know somebody else has killed. Now you know that's that's just how I have to look at it. I think, see, I asked a question earlier to Miss Quick about, um, well, no, I didn't ask the question. What I said was, I don't know how to teach my son to cower. I don't know how to teach him to, to, to be humble. If somebody come up to you, you know, you, you're a man. You stand up and you address him like a man. Am I wrong, man to man? Am I wrong for this? I'm not going to say that you're wrong because that's your son, but I, I'm going to say that you have to be careful. When I was coming up, they always told me, you know, don't ever pull out a gun unless you're going to use it. Just don't do that. Absolutely. You don't, don't ever want to do that. And, it, you know, at that time it didn't make a whole lot of sense, and now it, it actually does uh, or whatever. So, in the case of your son, okay, he's being confronted, but at what point does he defend himself? Is it when as soon as he feels a threat? As soon as he, I mean, at what point does he strike? You know, that's that's my issue with it right there. Is that you know it it may just be uh, so was supposed to be conversation, and he saw the conflict and he did what he had to do. You know, and that's my only thing about it. At what point do you tell him to defend himself? Do you tell him to defend himself with his words first or with his fist first? Well, me personally, I'm going to um, one. You don't you don't owe any man an explanation. You know. Right. Uh. No explanation, no, no excuses. Two, if you feel as though or believe as though you must explain yourself as to defend yourself or to defend you, your name or what have you, then you do so. Mm-hmm. If somebody walks up on you and invades your space, you have the right to defend yourself physically. I didn't say hit you. I said right. invade your space. Right. Period. If you if you up in, you know, essentially if I can smell your breath, you invade my space. Mm. Mm. Okay, so, I mean, so what what degree, what length uh do you do you defend yourself? What 
I mean, do you defend yourself enough to safely get away? Or do you defend yourself to when this guy ain't moving no more? You do what's reasonable yet necessary. Reasonable yet necessary. Okay. Oh yeah, that's 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 in the books. That's in the books. So, so if it's necessary to go all the way, you got to do what you got to do. But is he mature enough to make that determination? Is he at that moment sane enough to make that determination? When the- when it comes down to it, when it, when you're faced with it, yeah. you don't know what what you're ready for. I can't I can't put him I can't there's no no baseline to judge him off of. I can't say well he's like his daddy or he's like his mom. Yeah, you know what I mean. I got you. All I'm gonna say is when it comes down to it, you're gonna do you do what you feel is right. You're gonna have a conversation. Or you're going to have an alteration. Now, it's a difference when it's a difference, and I'm gonna say this: when you become, you defend yourself, and then you become the aggressor. See, stand your ground don't give you an opportunity to become the aggressor. It only gives you an opportunity to defend yourself. If I kill you, mm. I didn't become the aggressor. If I beat you, right, if I, let's say I shot you in the leg and now the state got to take care of you, I have became the aggressor. I have caused somebody to have to spend some money. If I okay. beat you, if, if, if you hit me, and I pick up, and, and you're on top of me, welling on me, and I pick up something, hit you across the head, and you die. I was defending myself. Okay. Right? That's self-defense. But the moment I knock you off, I don't kill you. I knock you off, and I start beating you with, let's say, the ashtray. And I have become the aggressor. So I went, I went beyond what was reasonable. I went beyond what was necessary. But if I hit you one time and you die, you know, I hit you and you fall over and you hit your head on the concrete, too, that's reasonable, yes, necessary. Those, you, you see what I mean? So those are what I'm, I'm not going to teach them that, but that's, that's my idea. Those are my ideas. But it's in the book. Okay. But it's in the book. Me... Mm. You walk up on me in an aggressive manner, like you, you know, ready to bust a move. Don't raise your hand. You can walk all you want. Don't raise your hand because the moment you raise your hand, I'm going to take that as a, as, as you trying to hit. As a, as a threat, yeah. Yes. I'm not going to shoot you. Because remember, what you see as a threat and what I see as a threat is different. There is no baseline. Like I was just telling Miss Quick, we need a baseline of what's a threat. There's no baseline right now. So it's open for interpretation. 
but who can make that determination? Who, I mean, who can a lawmaker sit and? I mean, you know what I mean. That that's a, ooh, that that's a, that's that's a tough one there. That's what that's what I'm trying to tell I you. Think, I think to in, in order for us to get to a place where there's some level of consistency, they have to make they have to make it a little bit more black and white. Um, and I said it to say, like some people you know, can be threatened or feel threatened simply because of the color of my skin. When it's all said and done, I don't think, and don't get me wrong, I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think that it matters why you feel threatened. It's the point that you felt threatened and you felt threatened enough to take my life or do whatever it was you did in order to make sure you came through this okay. So for me, I think that when it comes to that particular area, you know, staying your ground and were you in fear, you know, in fear for your life, I think that the law is a little bit more gray or it appears to be more gray in that area and and it needs to be more black and white and the only way to make it more black and white is to have boxes to be checked as far as this you know um, approach you know being approached with a weapon of some sort whether it be a knife gun or whatever or you know someone kicked your door in um, that's a threat Um, someone you know trying to pick at your door or, you know, key card your door or however to break into your home, that's a threat. Um, you know, someone pushing you up against the wall, that's a threat. Or, you know, I think that they should get more specific because otherwise the the injustice of, you know, people killing our children is going to continue being just that, an injustice. I hope I gave you some some insight, Pastor. I do. I just it's just it's just hard for me to you know to really turn it off, especially when when anger is 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 burning right now. You know what I mean? And that because of yeah yeah the injustice. You know, I'm not saying go out and, and just attack any and everybody. All I'm saying is stop attacking us. You know, and I asked, I told Ms. Quick earlier, I said, there are more fines and stiffer penalties for you to hunt an off-season animal than it is for you hunting down black folks. Why is that? When exactly were uh, were these rules put into place? Is this something that was original from I don't know the you know the Constitution way back in the day, or is this stand your ground? Is this something that was implemented in the last ten years or so? How how long has stand your ground been an actual law? 
the last 10, 15 years maybe. And do you know what brought it on? Because it had to be a confrontation. It had to be a trial. It, something had to drive it. You know, and a lot of times I think we need to take a laws, not all of them, but um, in the church every, uh, I think it's two years, it's either two years or four years, I can't remember, but I'm required to um, go back over the bylaws of the church. And the reason mm-hmm. being is because, uh, you know, some things may have changed, you know, society is you know, somewhat changed. Uh, my congregation may be uh, bigger. Some of my numbers may be off. You know, uh, in other words, in order to pass something in the church, um, you know, a certain percentage of the people has to be there uh, or whatever. So I may have to re go back and, and redo something. And so uh, it may be where when I originally, when we originally wrote the bylaws that, you know, uh, the the let's just say the pastor and the deacons were uh judge, jury and executioner. But uh, you know, because and it may have been that way because that's when the chip when we first, you know, wrote the bylaws, we didn't have a good understanding of anything. But now that we've got, you know, let's just say a substantial amount of members or whatever, then now it may be something that we need to, you know, form a board or a committee on or maybe take before the entire congregation, you know, so uh, we're required to go back and, and revisit those bylaws and vote on them again every few years. And I bring that up because uh, maybe it's time to do that with some of our laws that are on the book, you know, because the stand your ground was put into place based off of said trial, then things are different now. You know, communities are, are, are bigger now, um, you know, um, you know, let's just say uh, you, you don't have, well, I don't know. I don't know if they had private communities back then that, you know, you, you know, just everybody couldn't go through or, you know, if they got more private communities now. I don't know. But I'm just saying that law needs to be revisited, you know, because when you start talking about, I mean, what you just said is um, pathetic to say that, there's more laws on the book for basically hunting down or killing an animal because there's only, you know, for killing animals like deer season, at least where I live, it's seasonal. You, As a season, you can do it, but then it's against the law to do it outside of that season. And, uh, you know, if, if if they've met and they've made laws for that, surely we can come back and um, implement some laws uh, regarding, you know, Stand your ground or whatever, and and you know, and another thing too, quick that uh, I do, I would like to see, you know, is we've got to get the right representation. You know, you you got to have a voice, you know, in whether we like it or not. Somebody got to stand up and run. Somebody got to get up and say no. You are not, you know, for instance, uh, Thurgood Marshall or whatever. He stood up against so many uh, people, you know. And he would say, no, this is not going to happen. You're not going to do this. And did he always get his way? No. But he at least voiced the opinion. And every now and then, you know, things were looked at from his perspective. We don't have any representation on, oftentimes on city council, on, on, on school board, on whatever, whatever. And so now I think we need to step up and at least do 
something about that. You know, there's some things we can't change, but the things that we can, we need to take advantage of those. Because mm-hmm. like you, I'm very I'm very angry right now. But I'm angry at um you know, that it keeps happening and I'm angry that every time it happens, you know, we're either marching or just being angry, you know, but nothing is changing. So either we haven't expressed ourselves or something's not right, you know. And I know the the, the killing, that's what's wrong. But how many more, I mean, what do we need to do? What do what do we need to do, you know? I mean, because it's not the right to just go and say, well, you know what, y'all were driving through it. And, and why is it quick? You know, and I'm just asking, man, because I don't, I don't know. I'm just really asking. Why is it that? We're jogging through their neighborhood, but they're not jogging through ours. Have you ever noticed that? I mean, that I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't no, get no. that. I mean, now, hold on, now. hold on, hold on, hold on. You have the right to jog wherever you want to jog at. Yes, sir. Definitely so. If this, if I pay taxes in this city, that's my neighborhood as well. I guess you. you don't. You can't tell me where to or where not to go. Maybe the problem is you thought that it was your neighborhood, but in fact, I am your neighbor. And that's what I'm. That now you just got down to the crux of it. And that's why I feel like the law needs to be revisited because you know. And I'm not. I'm not making an excuse for anybody because this thing is ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. But you know. My thing is this, man. There's some very ignorant people out there. We we don't read. We're told what to do, you know. And right. so if you don't, if nobody tells you that this is owned by taxpayers, this is not yours. But most of the time, it's sort of like in a church. This is my church. This is my. Ch- this is not your church. This is not your church. People claim the church. They say it's there. And in the neighborhood, this is my, he came through my neighborhood. Well, is it yours because you live there? Did you pay pay for every bit of pavement there? Did you? I mean, do you pay for all the garbage and sewer and that, and water in the entire area? No, you don't. But I think people feel like, okay, this is my neighborhood, and when they see anything out of whack, including the cops, if they see something that's not that stands out in their neighborhood, they're gonna check it out. But what my question oh, was. What about, I mean, have you ever seen, and, and maybe it happens that I just don't know, but have you ever heard or have you ever seen of the, of the thing being reversed to where there was a, a a white brother running through, you know, the, the, the black neighborhood? Yeah, it's called, it's called regentrification. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> now, there's a couple things you just mentioned that I want to touch on. Um Okay. One, when you were talking about, you know, the claiming of the neighborhoods, you know, when mm-hmm. I was young, I fell, I fell into that same situation. So, this is my neighborhood. This is my color. If you ain't, you know, doing mine, then you ain't doing nothing, and I will come to see you, right? I'm going to keep it general. Okay. <laughs> I'm keep it general. So, it dawned on me, I don't even pay taxes. <laughs> in this neighborhood, 
Yeah. All the money that I'm making now, I'm taking care of the, I'm taking care of the community, but I don't even pay taxes, so I don't have the right to claim anything. And this color that I'm that I'm claiming that represent me was here before I got here. So how can I say that it's mine? <laughs> wow. Now you actually you actually to stand your ground. It was actually it was revisited and adjusted. I'm gonna show you how fast this happened. So stand your ground came about probably 15 years ago, and it was revisited because the original it was if you felt threatened, you could you could shoot. Somebody, you feel just because you feel threatened, right? Mm. So, a white guy, you know, got got shot because you black guy felt threatened within the rights of the law. They said, "No, we got to change that." Now, it's you know adjusted to and reworded to what we have now because it was too vague. And the question was, and this, and you can look it up. The guy was like, you know, he, he like he's a black guy. Like how 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 he felt threatened. You see what I mean? So you already show that you're. Uh, I don't want to say inferior, but then I don't want to just say afraid either. But it's like a combination. Okay. Okay. You know you're, you, you know what I mean. You know who you're dealing with, so you kind of gotta play it the other way. You know what I mean? I got you. I understand what you, you yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, but that's 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 what that's what it seems like it is to me. You know, like. More, there's no people to fight for their weapons more than white folks. Because without your weapons, without your guns, you nothing. Man to hand, man to man, no, none of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the NRA is so big and so, you know, uh, powerful, you know, for a lot of them because it gives them the right to, you know, to carry or the right to bear arms. You know, it, a lot of folks, that's the only part of the Constitution that they know is the right to bear arms, the right to bear arms, you know. Yeah, so I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. But do you tell your son to with all that's going on right now, with all the unnecessary killings, the, the un, you know the unlawful killings, the murderers, murdering—that's what it really is. But do you with sure all that that's happened? Do you tell your son, okay, son, listen? Um, well, let me let me let me say it like this: I I have a I had he's deceased now uh, a cousin that married. You know, he married a, a white lady, and uh, you know they're a good couple. You know, no, you know it is what it is or whatever. But I remember that the um, the clan 
was planning a a a march in a couple of small towns, and the and the and the girl's daddy, you know, obviously he's Caucasian also. He called up and said, "Listen, baby, talk to her and his son-in-law, who's my cousin. I was he's deceased now, and told him said, listen, y'all don't need to come down here because they were members of my church. Y'all don't need to come down here." Uh, you know, for the next couple of weeks. I don't know the exact week, but, you know, y'all need to, to lay low. Y'all need to stay up there, you know, uh, or whatever, whatever. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's, it's funny because he told him about that, and he told him it was going to happen. And, it, and sure enough, it did, you know, so he was protecting. My thing was, was he protecting his daughter? Or was he protecting, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever? You know, so, you know, man, when it comes to stuff like that, all I'm saying is, quick, is when with your son right now, with all this going on, do you do like this guy did? Do you warn him and say, listen, son, you know, you can go. And I know, you know, his age, he's not going to do that right now. But do you tell him, son, you got a right to go run anywhere you want to. You run right straight through that. Uh, pearly white community right there. You can run through there. Or do you tell them, look, stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. Stay around in here for this season right now. Things are a little heated. Do you do that? Or how do you how do you address it? Now, I know he has a right to go there, but is, it, but is it in his best interest to go through there now? My son is my son. So he, he go, he can uh-huh. go. He, he, he go ever. No one outside of this house tells him what he can't go. But I'm saying, what do you tell him? Do you tell him, okay, son, you still go through there? Or do you tell him, hey, son, it's safer right now for you to just stay, you know, in this area? I'm not going to say anything. First, we're going to go together, right? So that way I can get a okay. feel for the situation. Okay. You know, if if if, if I feel like I'm running with, with 50 pounds of weight on my back because everybody's peeking out their window. Then we'll jump. You know what I mean? Okay, I got you. So if if it's one of those, you know, cool, you know, I'm, I'm running through the neighborhood and I'm laughing and the, and the little old lady out there handing me Gatorade or lemonade to keep me hydrated as I'm running, you know, you see what I mean? Like it's, it's it's like that, but I'm not gonna tell him to uh, not do anything and not go anyplace. All I'm gonna tell you is like okay. I always told you, and that's be careful. If something doesn't feel but right, if you know, but if you know there's an ambush, you're not gonna send him into an ambush. You're gonna say, no, it's not a good day to go there. I know you but, usually run here. Um, but but today I'm gonna need you to stay away from that spot. But how do I know it's an ambush? That's what I'm saying. I gotta go first with him so we can get a feel for it together. You know. Well, in the example that all the tensions are heightened right now. You know what I'm saying? In other words, okay, this is just me speaking. If I'm a Caucasian, if I'm a white male, I ain't jogging through no black neighborhood. I don't care. Yeah, you couldn't pay me to do it. But on the flip side, now I know he has a right to, but on the flip side, um, 
you know, huh. the white community is probably in an uproar too. And so the first thing they see coming through, they're like, okay, this, he coming to start some trouble, even though he's just jogging or whatever. And then they, you know, they, 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 they're waiting on somebody right now to defend themselves. They, um, they've studied this uh, stand your ground law. So would you still tell your son, listen, uh, I know the tensions are high on both sides. I know this just happened, but you go ahead and you run wherever you want to run. Are you going to tell them, hey, son, listen, now you have a right to run everywhere, but right now it's safer for you because I don't know what's going to happen over there if you go there. You see what I'm saying? That's what we mean by an ambush. I know what's going to happen if something happens to you over there. I know that. Oh, but yeah, my thing is, that, but... my, oh, hold on. My thing, I live in a predominantly white area. So that's okay. like my son can't even can't even go, you know, up the street in the community. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where this is not a, a, a black or white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. This is a neighborhood where you pay taxes, you pay HOA, you pay, you pay, you pay. So you have every right, just like your next door neighbor, who happen to be white or Indian or black or what have you. To run. If this is your, so I, it's, it's just hard for me to really understand because, bro, we talking in the same. This is, I don't know if the guy lived there or not. I know my son lives in this neighborhood, so he should be able to go run. Right, he does. He has that. He, you exactly right. He has that right, and he knows that. You know that, and I, I feel like everybody knows this, but. Is it in his best interest to do that? I mean, like I was telling you about the guy, the example I gave you, okay, they have a right to come to this little country town and go to whatever church they want to go to. But the dad was telling him, listen, baby, you know, for the next two weeks, y'all lay low, just stay up where you are in the city, and, you know, don't come this way. The dad was letting him know ahead of time, listen, there's going to be a rally down here in some of these guys, you know, they they'll look at that and it won't it won't look good for y'all. And I don't know what will happen, but what I can do is protect you ahead of time and let you know. And they listen to them. They listen to them. Now, had it been you, right there, you had been married to that white lady, and you know, you got that same warning. Okay, are you gonna say, you know what? Uh, uh-uh, I can go wherever I want to come. Me and my girl and. And my, you know, uh, mixed child, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, we're still coming down. We're coming down. I don't care what. Are you still going to do that? Are you just going to, you know, keep your ground and just say, you know what, I will lay low for two weeks, even though i got a right to come? Me personally, I'm going to check, check with the business to see how she feels. I mean, I'm going to lay low because he's he not willing to risk He's not willing yeah. to risk his family. Now, if it was oh, him yeah. and he wanted to be hard-headed because he's big and bad <laughs> and he's feeling big and bad, he may go. But when it comes to, you know, the children, the children and the wife, nah, you know what? I, I think, you know, while I'm not afraid, I can handle myself. I can't, I can't take y'all out there. So we're going to sit at home for these two weeks. That's what it's going to be. Mm. Mm. You know it. I agree with that. I agree. 
but I do know, and I want the world to hear me when I say this loud and clear. When it comes to protecting my family, the Klan does not have enough members, active, non-active, or dead. Because I'm coming. And I think a lot of people feel like you feel, especially right now. I mean, in all honesty, you know, it's hard to have this conversation. It's not hard for me to have it with you, but say, for instance, my my colleagues, you know, whenever, you know, this is an issue. And uh, so when this comes up and we're sitting around, let's just say a lunch table and, you know, because the news is on, and all of a sudden it pops up. And then, um, you know, I look up, and they got a different prosecutor, and I say, okay, they got the right one now. Because she's a black lady that looks like she's not going to take too much junk. Okay. Then they look like, okay, how do I respond to that? You know, so, you know, it gets uncomfortable having that conversation because all of a sudden, you're right, I have taken off the preacher role, and I'm fighting angry, and I'm mad. And guess what? If I'm not careful, now I'm not angry at who did it. I'm angry at what color, you know, did it. And so now I'm going to start looking at, you know, quote, unquote, my colleagues with a different attitude, you know, because I don't think they, you know, there's no way they can feel like I feel. that, You know, they haven't had, you know, their kind, you know, uh, murdered, you know, on a consistent basis year after year after year. You know, whereas we have. And so, you know, they're just, they'll say something, you know, I guess you would say sensitive, if you will, to say, you know, that's just, you know, it's just horrible. You just, you just have no winners in this. Okay, so when I hear that, now I'm getting blacker. I'm getting angry. I'm getting this. I'm getting that. So, you know, it, it's hard, man. It's hard. I understand how you feel. I, I do. But, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I know you're going to protect your family. I ain't a doubt in my mind. You're, you're not going to use them to prove a point. You may go out and prove it, but you're not going You're going to tell them what they have a right to do, I believe. But I don't think for a second that you would jeopardize, you know, your your kids or your wife. Nowhere in the world. You love them too much, man. You love them too much. No, I'm not going to I'm not going to jeopardize anybody, I'm, and I'm not even going to, you know, shake the dice with, you know, with putting their, their father and their husband out there. But all I'm, all I'm saying yeah. is, and if, if I have to protect my family, myself, I would do so, and I'm doing it to the death. I don't believe in fighting just to 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 bruise or to prove a point. I'm fighting to the death. Each time I punch you, I am trying to shake something on the inside of your body, your organs. So I try not to go that route. Man, my son want to go jog. I'm not going to say no, son. I'm not going to going to make him. You know, we're not going to cower because that's what they're that's what they're used to. That's what they expect. We're not going to tuck and hide. What I'm going to do is tuck and hide this pistol. While we track, <laughs> man, we gonna do we, we gonna do what we gonna do, but we gonna make it home. 
because we're going to do what we got to do. You, you follow me? I, I, I can't. Yeah, but I can't. I, you have you have no rights. Like the guy, the guy said about uh, Ahmad. Well, he would have just obeyed their commands. Who the fuck are you to give me a command? I agree with that one hundred percent. You don't. You don't. I agree with that one. And that can't obey anything. You see what I mean? You are not the law. Yeah. And even still, they talking about they was making a citizen's arrest. Okay. First off, you only can make citizens arrest if it's a felony, right? Meaning, you're gonna hold me here, and you're gonna until the law gets here. You're not gonna detain me. You're not gonna handcuff me. You're not going to violate me because that has become felonious, which makes it means it's a felony because you now kidnapped me. Now it, it has gotten it has gotten beyond. It has gotten really real now. But it's the part that because I'm black and you're white, y'all want to overlook that part. But for you to say I should have obeyed their commands. <laughs> okay, let me let me understand something right quick. Let me understand this. Let me understand this. Because I'm I'm completely in agreement with you. Your command don't mean anything at all. You 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 have no, um, no authority. authority. You just you just don't. Now, if I'm coming at you aggressively, okay, you got a right to defend yourself. But I'm just running through. I'm not running towards. I'm running, really, to be honest, away. But now, let me let me ask you this. Um, in all honesty, right now, right where you sit, right now, okay, this had this has happened or whatever. Is there something inside of you that says, you know, in order to, even though I know I got a right to do it, but in order to prove a point, I'm going to go running through that thing. I mean, is there a part of you that really would love to have a confrontation just to, just to get some get back? I mean, would you? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) That's where I'm Yeah. I'm talking about, I'm talking about. Sneakers on, okay. Gym, uh, sweatpants on. I wish one would. Yes. Yeah, I got to try me. I, 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 yeah. Me. As Miss so sit on somebody Okay. All right. So now, how are you going to um retain all that? How are you gonna? You know, draw all that back in. How are you going to? What is it going to take to trigger that? What? Because there's, there's a hair trigger right now with you. There's a there's a oh. there's a hair trigger right now. So what, what is it going to take to draw that back in and to uh, not be on that edge? You know, when we grew up, it said, "Don't push me. I'm close to the edge. You close to the edge." So what? Listen, what? Bro, Way up too hard, bro. I'm going over. <laughs> what will reel me back in? First yeah. off, first off, being the man that I have become, I'm going to, I'm going to pray. Right? Okay, now we're talking. I'm not, I'm not going to put it in the hand of the judicial system. I'm okay, not now you're because you know you're going to lose that fight. Right. 
I'm not going to put it in the hands of anybody else. And truthfully, I believe prayer is the only thing that has kept me alive to this day. Ain't no doubt about it. Ain't no doubt about it. But now, also, I, know, I want you to always, you got to remember, you know, that, 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 that four at the house. You got to remember that, you know, prayer, but also, you know, that get back that you're going to get. You think about those four that you're leaving back there, man. I mean, they, Listen, they need you. They don't need to know that you're a man. They already know you're a man. So Absolutely. they need you. Absolutely. They need you. See, that's part of the prayer. The prayer is the prayer is going to – that's that reminder. That's part of it. Make no mistake about okay. it. You know, when, when, you, when you do pray, you know, you get all those uh, films, all those short films that run across your mind that remind you. <laughs> Have you know the son said, "Daddy, good night." The son says, "Daddy, I got a boo boo." You know, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. you know, husband, I love you. You know that type of stuff. Those are that, the things that's that right. that's what prayer is. Because now you talk. I, I promise you now, the bag is ready. Yeah, I'm sure you. Yeah, you gotta, I, listen. <laughs> Okay, now let me let me let me throw this hypothetical at you because I got a feeling this is gonna happen. Because let me tell you something, man, and hear me when I tell you this: um, where you are right now, where most people are right now, um, because of who you are, because you are a man of God, um, because you are a proud black man, a proud proud black father, husband, and all those things. You know, there's gonna be a test. And let me give you one right quick. Let's just say. One of our Caucasian brothers walks in, sits down in the chair. You're doing him good. You're doing what you do. You're doing your thing. You know, you you cutting him up. You got him. You got him straight. And then all of a sudden, this pops up on the TV, and this 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 brother makes the wrong comment. Like, you know, I, I you know, if he had not, you know, come through um, this neighborhood, and if he had not fought, if he had obeyed the command, he would have been all right. You know, if he said, you know, I hate this guy, this happened to this guy, but, you know, if he had obeyed the command. Okay, right there, what do you say? Do you, do you, can you hold your peace or you just, that hair triggers, what happened? What you going to do? Oh, no, remember, I love, I'm a, I'm a teacher as well. So I'm, I'm okay. a proud black teacher. So this is the opportunity okay. for me to teach. Because you're ignorant. So the same the same <laughs> right. position that I hold right now is the same position that I will hold then. Who are you to tell me to tell him that he can't go to through that street or tell him to halt and show his identification? Who are you? You, you see what I mean? Like I'm gonna ask those questions. So now I'm gonna flip it around another way. If he doesn't have the right to run through any neighborhood, any street that he pays taxes, Uh-oh. do you? So, okay, should I go so ahead and add a, 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 a Caucasian tax? I mean, <laughs> you know, since we're going to keep things unfair, let's make it unfair. Now, since you are Caucasian, you got to pay, you know, 85% markup on your service. Like that because you feel you've been singled out. Well, he was singled out, 
And if you don't believe he was singled out, then why he had three uh, gunshot wounds? I'm not saying anything. And the guy who was actually recording. Hmm. Who just happened to be white. But I'm just saying. I'm going to leave that right there. Leave it right there, brother. I, I hear you. I hear you. But so you can you can remain professional when you need to. Is your profession <laughs> more powerful than your anger? Listen. Because you got years of this pent up. Listen, bro. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you. As a professional... I got that shit on lock. You ain't gonna find nobody more professional than me. Okay. All right. As a person, <laughs> as a parent, I'm pretty good. So, as a professional, I am that man. Okay. As a parent, I like to say I'm I'm halfway decent. You know, I'm I'm a work in progress. But as a person, <laughs> there's a part of me that I don't like. So I know you wouldn't like. You see what I mean? So you probably want to deal with the professional. So that part now, mm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a eight. Listen, I'm five star every time. Okay. So once you get me outside of that profession and get into the personal, I can almost guarantee you won't like me. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Brother, listen, I want you to promise me, I want you to promise me that not not if, when this, when this happens to you, I mean, you know, and what I'm saying is I think it's just going to be conversation. I know your actions will remain professional, but, you know, can your words remain professional also? You know, can you... Um, Address the ignorance without. I don't know, man. I, I just want you to handle this thing properly, because um, I know you love your kids. I know you love your wife. I know you love your profession. I got that. But do you love you enough to say, you know what? They're not worth it. That they're just not. They're not worth. It. Now, do you need to educate? Yeah, I got that. But is there anything about you? They can cause you to just simply, at the right at that time, walk away. Is there anything about you that would empower you to just be able to walk away? You know, for the for the betterment of not only because you got to remember now, and I, I, I think we've discussed this before. And if we haven't, it's a rule of thumb. You got to know. You know, when you out there, everything you do, you represent your whole race. You do know that, right? Oh, of course. Okay. So, okay. So, as, as a you know, like I said, like you said, as a professional. Now, yeah, I am going to. I'm, 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 I'm gonna promise you this. I do love me enough, but I love me even more to actually stand up for what's right. That's important to you. That's important to me. I got that. I really understand that. But let me ask you, what when you talk to your son and you teaching them how to be a man, can you teach them that there's a time to step up, 
but it's all time also a time to step back. Not run, but step up and step back. There's, Can you there's teach a time that? I teach him how to be tactful in everything that he does. Okay. So okay. I may not I may not be stepping back. I may not even be standing up, but I may be sliding closer. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to so you you I may be yeah, sliding closer. So I'm sitting down. That's it. But I'm getting closer, yeah, closer. That's it. That's in your DNA to step closer. You don't you don't have you don't have quick don't have a reverse in his transmission. No. Right? He just no. <laughs> he's just going mm-hmm. ahead. You know, and and I got that, and I appreciate that. That's how I know if a brother get in the foxhole, I'm yay. I got your number, brother. I got you unlocked. I'm calling. But at the same time, at the same time, man, I need to know that my brother, you know, can have that quick flash and say, "This brother sitting in my chair, and he gonna make a comment like this." You know what? I, I'm not gonna attack him. You know, uh, you know, physically, but I'm not even gonna beat him up with my words right now. I'm gonna I'm finish him up, finish him up, and all that. At this time, it's best for me to step back because I'm on. The Bible said you're the light of the world, man. And so the rest of the brothers in the shop, they gonna see how you gonna handle it. You know. And you know so what? There's no different than sitting down, holding hands, singing, "We shall overcome." Okay, okay, I'm with you. We we've, we've done that. Somebody, for a somebody lot of years. have to step up and say, hey, that's unacceptable. Somebody, somebody has to say, hey, how would you like it if that was your turn? They got gunned down. Yes, by sir. anybody. Got by anybody. Not by a black guy or a white, by anybody. Yeah. You see what I mean? So this is the way that we're feeling. As parents. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm oh, I yeah. know that it has it has a racial undertone, but let's mm-hmm. let's keep it with parental overtone, which meaning as a dad, you pull your weapon and you shoot my son. Quick would do that whether it was uh a white man that shot his son or a black man. You coming regardless. I'm coming. Am am I uh, yeah, you you coming you coming regardless, but mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and and I got because that's that's who you are. That's so you know. So we've just I'm hit fair. on something important. Somebody somebody does have to step up, yeah, because you got to think about. Now there was a um, um, Martin Luther King, but there was a Malcolm X also. You understand? Both of them were needed. Mm-hmm. You see, one, one, none. Don't forget Marcus Garvey. Don't but, forget Marcus Garvey. There you Garvey. go. One. They, okay, so yeah, throw that brother in. Now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. So what I'm saying is, you know, the, the other brothers in the shop, they may not be Marcus Garvey. They may not be Malcolm X. They may be Martin Luther King Jr. It takes everybody. There is somebody does have to step up. Somebody's got to step and up, not- and I got that. So. If that's Remember, who you I'm are, not soliciting who you are. I'm not soliciting help from anybody. Right. No, no, no. You no, you when take it comes, this, is, when, this is this is you. When it comes when someone comes in and says something like this, I don't need help. Remember, I tell anybody, <laughs> I stand by this. 
inferior needs help. A coward need help. Talk to me. See, there you go. Yeah. That's why I they got to come in them. That's why they got to come in them. When you come talk to me and you got six or seven of y'all, I already know what it is. You showed me that you're afraid. You've shown me. But if I have a problem and I'll walk through that door and I look around and I see you over there in that corner, I'm going to walk it through each and everybody to get to you. Mm. Yes. Well, we need to have a talk. I got you. I got you. So got if we you. continue, if we continue to to sit around and chat and thinking that everything's going to come as we conjure up whatever we that we've tried that we've done that we've we've done the writing thing we've done the 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 outside of the marching outside of the the governor's mansion and all this we've done that okay what we haven't done is stood up for ourselves and you saying that's that should be next on the list or included in the list that should have been first on the list because regardless of of what I am a man I don't care about your yeah. uniform I don't care about you know um your position or how much money you have, man to man, that's how we're going to converse, man to man. So, but I don't are you ever, I don't, to say whatever it is you, you, you said via email no. to my face? No, no, no. And that, that's, no. that's why you got to understand a lot of times, you know, they're hiding behind, you know, the, 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 the the gun right amendment they're hiding behind that that's you know okay if I mean okay this brother's jogging he has no he has no weapon you 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 can clearly there is no weapon on him so facing man to man put your rifle down and step to him and say hey look what you doing stepping in here okay so now you know what put the gun down and let's 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 do this now let's do it now let's see what happens but see that they're not gonna do that that's that that's their equalizer, if you will. Of course. So, so, so this is my prayer. Quick, this is my prayer: is that we'll that we won't act individually, but we'll do it collectively. That we'll understand. I got a I got a dude that goes to my church, and this is what he tells me. And he tells me this, you know, a few times a year to remind me. He said, "Look," he said, "if uh, push come to shove, and somebody got to throw some hands and." You know, somebody got to, you know, go down and go to jail. He said, listen, before you do anything, call me. Let me do the dirty work. I'll go ahead and go to jail. You got too much work to do. This is what the guy tells me. That's the white guy, right? Yeah, that's that's what he tells me. So what I'm saying now is in this situation, okay, if I'm, if somebody else is there, I'm not the marching type dude. I ain't. I ain't going to do that. I might rally you. I might encourage you. I might motivate you and pray for you and all of that. Yeah, I'll do all that stuff. I, I'm i not the marching type, but I'll I'll speak up. I don't have a problem with that. But there still has to be a call to action. So if you mm-hmm. got the marcher and you got the one that speaks, okay, you're that other dude. You're that third piece, man. So all I'm saying is it's time for all of us to come together because so far we've just had the marchers and the revelers, but we – you know, we 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 need we need we need everybody. 
We need everybody, is, man. We need everybody. What I don't, what I, what we got, we we do need everybody. We need everybody to come and play their respective roles. Yes, With sir. that being said, I'm, I'm gonna need y'all to understand who's around you. See, the black folks are the most welcoming people in the land. We don't know you from a can of paint, but you're more than welcome to come and have something. If we're out here uh, marching and rallying and keeping it peaceful, we're not just going to come welcome you to our situation because we don't know who you are. That's how we've been infiltrated with the Malcolm X and the Martin Luther King and the Marcus Garvey. Right, right. And the Fred Hammond. Yeah. So we can (laughs) continue to allow you unknown folk, just like they were trying to do in Flint, you know, when they was protesting and, and, the, and the guy threw the bottle, mm-hmm. you know, and now police react. And he was actually a police. So mm. that's that's what I mean. You, you have people here who just in sight. So if you're not welcome here, this is not, we don't know you. And by we meaning, you know, the me, you can't be like, oh, this is my cousin. I don't know your cousin, bro. And if it is like that, mm. you go with your cousin. He's not welcome here either. Mm. That's how you have more people that's in the penitentiary for movements like that. Hey, yeah, this is my friend. You know, he want to buy this. Next day, you know, he's he's a fed. Undercover. <laughs> we got to stop welcoming everybody in. You're not a friend unless we've been through something together. There you go. Family, family you is go. the now, only thing you're gonna really have a have a a, a, a choice in the matter. Mm. But how I rock with you as family, I have a choice in the matter. I hear you. I, I do hear you, and I do see where you're coming from. I just want to make sure. Because I love my brother, I want to make sure that uh, this anger is 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 a controlled anger that it is not going to get you know out of hand just because I know he's a man, and because he's a man, he he ain't backing up from nobody. I know you're praying, man. I got that, but I know you're a proud man too, you know, and mm-hmm. you don't mind proud black you know, man. And so I know that, yeah, definitely so, definitely so. But you got people that love you. You got people that depend on you. You got people that, um, you know, that, you know, want you to get home safe. We we want uh-huh. you, you know, to make it home all right. We don't we don't want you. I know you got a right to walk through any neighborhood you want to, and I know that you will walk through any neighborhood. But I'm praying you get back safe. I'm praying that there's no confrontation because for you there's no turning back. I mean, once no. the confrontation starts, it's you wrong. know, brother, I hate to think. I, I hate to think. But so, you know what? Let me tell you something. That's what, what you got to remember, too, now. Let's not take this away. You know, they've done a lot to us. Our oppressors have done a lot to us. But we've done a lot to ourselves. Yeah. There's a lot of well, black communities that, that wouldn't want you to walk through. If, if well, you dig, I hate so, to say I, yeah, I hate to say it, but yeah, you're right about that. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So but, we got to stop doing 
doing to ourselves if we want to command them to stop. And I did use the word command, but I can't tell you mm-hmm. to stop treating me this way if we're treating each other this way. Maybe they're mm-hmm. doing what they see us doing. I mean, it's a it's, you know egg or chicken situation, but maybe that's what it is. If we took more yeah, pride in that's, that's, that's if we knew who we that's were, pushing it, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a old gospel song, man, back when I was well, way before I was a kid, it said something crazy like sweep around your own front door. You know, in other words, you know, we got to get our act together. We do. I, mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. But brother, I'm telling you, we are we're in a defining moment. Um you know, in this country, in our race, you know, uh if this thing is not Handled. I'm not even gonna say properly. I'm gonna say to the like, to the to the liking, um, um, to the liking of of, of the majority. You, you, man, this thing is <laughs> this this tension bubble is about ready to pop. This thing can get out of hand. So I'm praying, man, and um, I know it's not gonna bring this kid back, but it may keep another one from going, you know, being taken away. So. I don't know, man. It's, it's it's a lot that we have to do. We gotta we gotta make a stand. We gotta speak up. We gotta educate. We gotta clean our own households up. We gotta gotta get ourselves together, man. We gotta come together as a people. We gotta yes, do that no matter what we do. We gotta come together as a people. Hey, Pastor, watch this. I got a question for you, right? A scenario. You asked him earlier about him running through the white neighborhood and why not running through his neighborhood and all this kind of stuff. Right. But you do know what happened when a black man is running through a black neighborhood, right? <laughs> Tell me. The po- he get harassed by the police. <laughs> and there he goes. So a, he decided a... he want to run when he don't have to get harassed. Yeah. It's it, 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 instead of a win-win, it's a lose-lose situation. It, it is. That's, that's what I'm saying. So we got to do better about ourselves. We do, man. We definitely, definitely, definitely got to do it. And we can what do is, it, but we got to we, we 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 push, push some of the anger to the side, man, And because and, it's hard to do right when you're angry. It's hard to do right when you've been driven to a point. It really is. We gotta push ignorance much further than we push anger. Oh God! You just that. said that you put that on on somewhere on a somewhere, but that's good. We got <laughs> that's, to. that's real good. Because because mm. when when you think about this here, right? Crime in the black community is so heavy. People rob people, their neighbors. How are you gonna yep. rob your neighbor who don't have anything? Don't make sense. That's right. And you ain't got nothing either. Like That's y'all right. robbing from each other. So, of course, yep. the crime rate is here. So, yes, there is a, a higher police presence. Other than the fact that y'all are trying to, you know, sell the property for, for, you know, buy the property for cheap and sell it for high, you know, regentrification. I, I get it. <laughs> However, we got to wake up to the game. We got to wake up. We got to see what. And it's past time. 
Yeah, it's past time. Yeah, it's past time for us to wake up. I mean, how many times you gonna get, you know, slapped with the same left hook? You know it's coming now. Duck, do something. You know it's coming. Prepare for it. <laughs> yes. Bro, you listen, bro. You step into it; it's less effective, man. Oh yeah. Step into there it. you go, man. That makes sense. Cause he's measured it already. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm. So you step into it, and now you hit him with uppercuts. Wow. Body shot. <laughs> Look, man. I'm gonna have to check off you. I gotta go check on some some folk and educate them, man. I got some folk waiting on me. So listen, man. You go ahead, go ahead. Let me make sure everybody's hearts and mind clear. You go ahead and pray this thing on out, man. You know, it's time to go to work. All right, man. It's time All to right, learn. Right. Lord, thank you so much for this discussion on tonight. Thank you for the realness, God, to, to, to not take a step back just because it's what you might say the expected thing to do. Sometimes, God, there's a lot of steps we have to take. Sometimes we got to step up. Sometimes we got to step forward. Sometimes, Lord God, we do need to take a step back. But when we take this step back, let it be to gather ourselves. Let it be to go into the huddle and say, what are we going to do now? But help us to know we don't have to take a step to the side. We don't have to move out of anybody's way anymore. So help us, God, to either be stepping forward or taking a step back to, 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 to get things together. But help us to know, Lord, that this thing is going to be resolved when we come together. This thing's going to be resolved whenever we accept who we are and understand who we are. Help us, God, not to develop a fear, but help us, Lord God, to be able to control the anger. Lord, quick, as, as, as much as he said, Lord, the one thing that he said is he's going to pray. And, God, I'm so glad about that because prayer can bring about a peace that nothing else can bring. So, Lord, thank you so much for that. And I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that, yeah, I know it's a hard thing to ask, but I pray this is the last time we have to deal with this. I pray that some kind of way that America will come to its senses. I pray, God, that you will bring everybody that's out of the order of God, bring them to their knees, God, and let them know there's somebody bigger, better, and stronger than you. And, Lord, I pray that all of us can come together and, and, and get ourselves together, number one, but then at the same time defend ourselves in, a, in the right way. Help us to educate ourselves. Help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to do what's pleasing in your sight. And I know that everything else will fall into place. I pray for the family, God. I pray for the, the, the race. I pray for everybody involved, God, because this is a very, very hot topic. But at the same time, I know that you are a God of peace. In some kind of way, help us to defend ourselves, but help us also to remember who we belong to and who we represent. Thank you, God. Cover us in your blood and keep us in your care. Don't allow any hurt, harm, or danger on anybody. And, God, I'm going to continue to give your name to praise. And keep your hand on my brother quick, Lord. He loves you. He loves me. He loves everybody, God. But, Lord, he loves things to be done decent and in order. So I pray, God, that you'll protect him. And if when the test comes his way, I pray that he'll pass it with flying colors. Thank you so much, Lord, and thank you for this line. Bless it as only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, brother. We'll talk. We will. <laughs> that concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit.
and we spoke tonight from a parent's point of view. Our prayers go out to the families who are involved, be it the victims or the aggressor, because it's, that's what we're supposed to do, supposed to pray. Love God, love each other, wash your hands, stay safe. Peace. But I know